Welcome to today's episode of the Hungry Trilobite Podcast. My name is Aaron Bossig, and I'm going to be your host. Today, we're welcoming back Chris Sampo Cornell, the webmaster for MST3KInfo.com. He's been on our show before, and we're going to spend a lot of time talking about specific things on the website and specific episodes of MST3K. So if you're not super familiar with this stuff, you may want to go to my website, AaronBossig.com, and check out the show notes for reference. Otherwise, let's get started. Back on mic today, we have Chris Cornell, better known as Sampo. How have you been, buddy? I am good as well. Well, I am asymptomatic. Let's put it that way. Well, that is that is a relief. And we got to talk a couple months ago, and I can't imagine either one of us knew that this would be the circumstance under which we're getting back together. <laughs> yeah, uh, of course, you're a youngster and uh, uh, are, suppo- are supposedly uh, the, the least likely to get it. I, ha- I am Mr. Underlying Conditions. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> so uh, I'm extra careful. I'm glad you are. Um, it's actually been kind of interesting in the last couple of weeks watching people try to cope with the situation that our beloved show and its spinoffs have kind of become like a comfort food for people. It's, Absolutely. It's been, yeah. It's been there's a binge. The, there's been uh, the discussions that I saw. I saw one just the other day, uh, like what, uh, which, which season should I binge? What, uh, which one should I use to put me to sleep? Which episode to put me to sleep? I always go with pod people by my, myself. Um, but, uh, uh, the, the, yeah, it's a, people are definitely using the show. I mean, and it's such a resource. We're talking about, you know, 200 episodes. Mm-hmm. 200 episodes of the show itself. Countless, well, not quite countless, but a great number of riff tracks. Uh, and a little cinematic Titanic and film crew to round out the mess. I mean, it's you've got a, a treasure trove if you're willing to dig into it. Yeah, or you can just get started at the beginning and just mm-hmm. plow through it or however you want to do it. Yeah, uh, I think season three and season eight, for various reasons, are intro seasons that they work very well for that. Yeah, I, my as far as intro goes, I have always uh, uh, suggested the shorts. Yeah. Um, if you want to try and get somebody, especially like a little kid, into mm-hmm. uh, into the show... I start with the shorts because they they get that they get they mm-hmm. get the the, uh, the you know even to this day even though if, if they probably haven't actually seen in school any mm-hmm. of those uh, uh, educational shorts they get what's going on there mm-hmm. <laughs> in a minute it's this is the adults telling us what to do <laughs> and, and very much so um, you mentioned a little bit ago I'm a little younger than you are. I kind of grew up at the very tail end of that class shorts era. They they, they did that my first few years of school, and they kind of stopped when I hit middle school. And uh, they were awful. Oh sure, and you know, but they're but and and they are really many of them are the show's finest hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the Mr. B Natural uh, and and some of those others are just are just absolute gems. Uh, I, I'm, uh, uh, rather partial to, uh, uh, Circus on Ice, but, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a very good one. Uh, and that's one of the areas where they actually managed to get really dark. They, they wouldn't usually yeah. show movies that were gory or nasty, but the shorts would get grim. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, we just had, uh, on, uh, on the site, we just had, uh, m- mentioned the, uh, 
uh, passing of of the guy who was the editor for Last Clear Chance. It was like mm-hmm. one of his one of his first jobs uh, in in show business. Uh, he was a, a film editor, and, uh, uh, and he got to work on Why Don't They Look. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was. Uh speaking with Arch Hall Jr. on a couple episodes back, and, and that's oh. one of the things he and his dad did together were a couple of, of shorts. I don't, I think they were military-based, but it's like, yeah, that's everybody kind of touched those because they were quick work in that era. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the one, I forget which, which it was, I think it was a Rift Track short where um, it starts out with this, you know, immigrant shopkeeper uh, his wife has a baby and he's also happy. And then he find out that the baby passed away because he had syphilis and he gave it to his wife without knowing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, and th- these guys look at this and say, I can make that funny. I mean, that's, yes. <laughs> that's a challenge. That's a challenge. And uh, so of course we got, uh, we got news this morning. I don't know if you saw. I didn't. Um, Joel will be putting on next Sunday. A uh, MST3K live uh, at home show. Uh, the the MST3K live crew that just just finished the tour will wow. put on a special at home show. Uh, they'll be re riffing uh, Moon Zero Two. It's got it coming. And uh, so so I, I think I think that the actual riffs will from the season one will still be in there, and then there'll be more that they kind of add in that the new crew kind of adds in is my, is my gathering of, of, of what's going to happen. I think, I think that's mm-hmm. what uh, somebody, somebody at uh, uh, shout factory will yell at me shortly. If I don't <laughs> gotten it wrong. Well, uh, I an hour ago. Yeah. I had not heard this at all. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Next Sunday. I don't know. you can check the site, check MST3K info. MST3 or more D. Absolutely. And if you're getting this episode right when it hits, you will still have time to catch it. So please don't wait. (laughs) Right. Uh, I've actually been visiting the uh, Twitch channel. Oh. uh, Lately, that that, uh, um, uh, Shout Factory is doing. They've they've set it up. It's a 24 hour channel. A lot of little filler in there that, uh, and sort sort of short. Uh, maybe one or two minute bites of a, of an episode that they tend to show over and over, but uh, they do do a lot of different episodes and uh, and it's a chat room. I don't know if you've been in Twitch, but no. uh, it's a there's a the screen is playing the, the episode and then there's a chat room, so uh, people can hang out and talk and riff and it's fun. It and, is uh, sure. Uh, I, I like riffing. I like doing that. I like the there's something about the collaborative effort. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I think that may have also uh, just my my love for the show because uh, it's a very collaborative effort uh, in general. Uh, so um, I I find that entertaining. Yeah. Uh, the grand illusion of the show is is not just the puppets or this show. It's the fact that somebody could actually sit in a chair and just come up with these jokes on the fly. And it doesn't really happen that way, but we like to believe right. it does. It makes it funnier. Sure. I mean, that, you know, you still get people saying, hi, how do they do that? You know, how do they, uh, you know, uh, how do they ad lib all those jokes? They well, don't. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
So you, you still see that online sometimes. Sure, and it makes sense. Uh, but it kind of reminds me of the old MST3K home game they did once or twice back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they'll. Uh, yeah, it is. It, it is a little like that. Uh, it was the two, it was the week before the the eighth season debuted in uh, on uh, the Sci-Fi Channel. Uh, the week before, just to drum up some business, some business, they uh, showed. Oh God, and now I've forgotten what movie it was. Somebody will yeah. correct. But uh, uh, it they uh, it was a, it was a Corman. Uh, mm-hmm. That's all I can remember. Uh, but uh, and then and they had a couple of chat rooms. Uh, opened up IRC chat rooms. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're, they're they're all pretty empty. I guess I guess there's diehard IRC people out there. From what I understand, if you're still an IRC user, it's probably not something you want to brag about because you're probably <laughs> doing something you're not proud of. It's not supposed to be doing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I used to love IRC. I did participate in those home games ages ago, um, and it, it's I got at least two jokes in there to the best of my recollection. So Excellent. somewhere. They're preserved on an old aging VHS tape. Yeah, I think so. Wow, that's terrific. Uh, I was, unfortunately, I missed it because mm-hmm. I was in Minneapolis uh, interviewing the cast for uh, a story for the website about the upcoming season. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was, uh, uh, so I, it was, and it was, it was, it's on the site if you want to read it sometime, but it was a very cold day. Uh, a couple of days in in Minnesota, the, in midwinter, like uh, um, late January, uh, in uh, in Minneapolis, and uh, uh, literally below zero, and uh, uh, navigating the street. One of the problems about about tra- driving around in the winter in Minneapolis is that you know you sort of develop. Uh, uh, landmarks about where where you're going, and then mm-hmm. this, when uh, two feet of snow covers them, uh, <laughs> it's a uh, problematic situation. Yeah, I will make sure that interview gets linked to directly in the show notes for the episode, as well no, as the no. website. Um, I remember. Uh, if you can't find it. Let me know. I'll find it for you. We'll we'll do. We'll do. I remember when that home game started. At the house I was living in. Remember, this was the mid '90s, so you know the internet was not what it was today. My computer and my TV were nowhere close to each other. So to make this work, I had to move the computer to the TV or the TV to the computer. And for some reason, I think it ended up making more sense to move my 32-inch CRT behemoth across the house on a 50-foot coax cable. Or might be a 100-foot <laughs> coax cable. Yeah, it was, a, it was not fun. It was a very 90s solution. And all for, all for, for two riffs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on a VHS tape somewhere. Yep. <laughs> Which somebody has to have somewhere. And if anybody wants oh, to know, my, my handle at the time was linkvb06. It's it's a gibberish of letters, but that's me. Um, you know, uh, Cheapness, uh, his his site, uh, um, there's a, a great, great uh, um, little store that sells uh dvds and things with uh he's i'm sure he's you could buy it there from him uh it will be a lot easier than remastering it myself yeah well he's done it for you i'm sure awesome i I haven't looked specifically for that but he's got everything those are the people we need the people that are stockpiling those hard to find and weird episodes and installments 
Yeah, he, he's uh, uh, a thorough collector. And he also has stuff, other great TV shows and stuff, too. But anyway, I don't want to give him a commercial. But, uh. No, no, well. <laughs> Again, this is the kind of thing that's best left on the down low. <laughs> right. To, to some extent, I, I think uh, they've, uh, uh, yeah, you're probably right about that. Yeah. So how's the website going otherwise? Uh, the site is, is fine. Uh, a few months ago, we uh, discontinued the uh, um, Saturday, or uh, was it? Well, we discontinued the Thursday episode guide, you know, going episode by episode, week by week, because we got to the end, mm-hmm. uh, and we were looking back to the beginning, and it's a four-year slog at a, at a week an episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, neither Brian nor I were um, had the fortitude at this point to uh, to to embark on that again. So we let that go, and the uh, discussion uh, on Saturday we used to uh, have a, a regular, uh, just like a sort of a random topic, you know, uh, your favorite uh, this that was in that episode or whatever. And uh, again, uh, it's we're we're just trying. To, while the show is sort of powered down, uh, with with the exception of this thing that Joel's doing on Sunday, um, the show's kind of powered down. So we're powering down along with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just we you know uh, this date in mystery will continue, and announcements about you know if we get uh, obituaries of people who were in the the in who are listed in the mystery uh, uh, database uh, and stuff like that. Uh, you know, we got a couple, several uh, um, uh, deaths just recently. Some of them were major, some of them were minor, but we try to give them all a little bit of uh, a little bit of uh, remembrance as they go, they depart. And uh, so, but that, but that's pretty much what we're, we're, we're oh, and, and Brian is our um, uh, Rift Tracks correspondent. He's the one mm-hmm. who posted. About riff tracks, and uh, and that and then we just let it, kind of keeping keeping it on the low at this point. Good to know. I mean, that's, that's the site is like I said before, it's a treasure trove of information, and it's a a resource for anybody who's just getting into the show and like needs to know what it's all about. Right, and uh, I'm also we're we're um, uh, uh, I'm not go go ahead. Well, just say, saying that, uh, you know, somebody gets into this and they look for the history of the show, what, how it came to be. Because I, I've said before, when you watch the show, it's not just watching a story. You have to train yourself to watch a movie and listen to commentary. And it's it's a whole different experience that a lot of people, when they don't know it, aren't aren't ready to take that step yet. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people who have to learn to sort of get into the groove. But you can get there's a real when they when they're at their best, mm-hmm. uh, there's a real rhythm between the movie and the riffing that uh, you can. So and and you're laughing mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> all those things kind of combine together uh, and you can really uh, that, that that's a wonderful experience that uh, and it's, it's kind of a rel- revelatory experience. Uh, that uh, because you didn't know you could do that. <laughs> I, I'm finding it interesting, and 
good way that people are looking for episodes to fall asleep by because even though I remember when I was a kid, I would fall asleep to the show. That was never my intent. I always got mad at myself for that. Sure. actually oh. shut off your brain. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, Invasion of the Neptune Man is another one that I that I find is a, is a good sleeping pill because uh, <laughs> it's just the same 30 seconds of footage and <laughs> starts to starts to relax you. Uh, the thing about pod people is for me is it's all of the, the it's all the new age music and the fog uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the combination of those two things that I just <laughs> I just doze off some, some people you know that's like their favorite episode they can't understand how I could possibly fall asleep for pod people but I you know little potatoes <laughs> I would definitely think uh, Red Zone Cuba would be good for that, just because it yeah, is I... <clears throat> nothing happens. Just nothing happens. Yeah, that that movie, that that episode, and that movie is, uh, although it has a wonderful short that goes with it, but um, the uh, uh, that episode is one of the roughest for me. I think if I had to pick like the worst movie that they ever did. I would. I have to say, Red Zone Cuba is probably uh, my my pick. It's it's there's just it's it isn't that it's just bad and amateurish and and stupid, uh, but it's also kind of mean spirited, which mm-hmm. is a, a element that I I dislike. I mean, I, I, I it's like when you get uh, Ed Wood, there, there's a certain glee in his work, and you know mm-hmm. it's not. It's not mean spirited, um, but uh, but you get uh, uh, Coleman Francis, and especially toward the end of his life, he was a very bitter man. <laughs> and shows in the and that's that's a decision that you really have to start to appreciate when you really get into this kind of stuff, whether it's with puppets or not. Is that there are some movies that are bad, but they're enjoyable. There are some movies that are just so devoid of any redeeming quality that you're like, why didn't you just burn this the second it was put together and never show it to anybody? Uh, Creeping Terror, I think, is a uh, is a, a good example of that one. Uh, sure. Why why didn't someone just <laughs> just set fire to the thing? There's just no. Like I I kind of think. Uh, incredibly strange creatures would fall fit that bill for me is that it's just yeah manos i can sit there and watch and, and i you know i kind of appreciate the story behind it now the music right. is think, actually pretty good yeah and i and i think that the the story behind it i think if we all if we got all the stories behind all of these things and to some extent i try to do that a little bit uh, uh the, the, you, you can enjoy the episode more because of that because mm-hmm. the, but because uh, but but yeah the uh, manos is one of those things where uh it props itself up with its own story and uh so i mm-hmm. and there's like there's a couple that i don't think are good movies but they're like okay you you could have run with this this could have been a cartoon at some point i think <laughs> had it had a little more i mean it wasn't any dumber than some of the stuff we watched on tv anyway Oh, uh, uh, Teenagers from Outer Space. I think I would put that in that category. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alien from L.A. Right. Uh, yeah, right. 
uh, just they, I think Teenage from Outer Space, you'd, you could easily see that as a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Make a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah. I, everybody says the same thing when they see Teenagers from Outer Space, which is, by the way, probably my top 10 list. I love that movie. Um, but they're like, these are not teenagers. They're not even close to being teenagers. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, there's lots of good stuff in that one. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of that one, too. And that one has its own backstory as well, mm-hmm. So, uh, which is, which I guess that's part of what makes it fun. I'm going to have to link a lot of this stuff in the show notes because, I mean, I'm sure you've done a, a deep dive on that on the website, and I'm going to have to reread those notes because, like I said, that's one of my favorite episodes. Um, but here's one that I would like to talk to you about because one of my favorite subgenres that nobody ever really seems to dig as much as I do are the teenage angst movies. Oh. You know, the ones where, yeah, Daddy O's and the Kittens with the Whip and, and those uh short do, do you include uh, uh violent years in that one yes uh uh because that's my that's my favorite episode that a lot of people if i had to pick a lot of people are surprised to hear that that's my choice but if mm-hmm. i had to pick a desert island episode uh violent years is it, it it's got it it is reportedly directed by uh um ed wood though mm-hmm. And he does that. I think they in his the biography they say that he did he directed it. But if you actually watch the episode, there's no director credit or writer credit if, uh, for for that Suspicious. movie. And there, uh, my my commenters who I trust a lot, who are very who are wiser than I am in some cases, uh, have speculated that it may have been a union thing. Mm-hmm. That's why that's why there was no director or, or um, writer. Um, but um, anyway, that that movie uh, it's it's got that wonderful electric short, the le- the uh, amazing electric house uh, mm-hmm. short that that thing. Uh, it's got the, it's got that wonderful. It's got uh, unbelievably funny host segments. Just they all just click, and uh, uh, just that uh, that episode is as close to perfect as as anything they did and uh that that the, the violent years you may a lot of people may not have seen that one it's worth it it really is uh, i know i know younger people uh, they they see a black and white movie that people millennials and younger uh they're incapable of seeing that you know when i see a black and white movie all they see is a blank screen they can't actually see black and white movies uh, so it's it's hard for them to uh, uh, to manage, but uh, if you can, they can manage it, I, I recommend that one a lot. Uh, it's about the the three girls who uh, start a life of crime, and they've all yeah. got four names. I will tell you if you're talking Desert Island episodes. Um, I accuse my parents is for me an episode that just never gets old. I could watch it every day and probably would still chuckle at certain parts. Yeah, yeah, that that one's a great one. That one's a great one. And I, uh, my one of my uh, uh, proudest moments was uh, sitting uh, next to Joel at the Colonial Theater in uh, um, Pennsylvania, uh, where they were they had a showing of uh, I accused my parents and 
uh, Joel's offering uh, sort of uh, uh, thoughts and reactions to it as it was going on. That was really interesting. It was a great little event that uh, he had at the Colonial Theater, uh, which is, I don't know if you know it, but uh, uh, it's a, uh, uh, on the, the ongoing restoration of a mm -hmm. class, one of those classic Baroque theater, beautiful uh, things. And, and they, uh, they make the money to, 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 uh, for the renovation by showing classic movies and having all sorts of classic events. And they had a, a sold out evening uh, where it had to do with, he, that was back when he was teaching that class at Bucks County College. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and he and uh, his students, his graduates, uh, were the main people on the in the uh, in the show performing. And I got to perform a little bit, which was fun. Nice. <laughs> I actually I actually wrote a riff that Joel did. I, it was that's a that's a uh, one of those things that's just I would like to somehow preserve in amber <laughs> forever <laughs> that I that I did that. It was, it was lots of fun. That was a great. That was a great evening. It's on record now for sure. Uh, you know, I don't know if there's any video uh, of it anywhere. I know that there were people with cameras, and I've tried desperately to get somebody to, to let me see some of it, but uh, I haven't seen any of it yet. I have some photos. <laughs> well, hey, if anybody happens to have been there that night, and you're willing to share the video with me, I will pass it on to you. That, oh, I'm, I'm putting out an APB. Fantastic. So what are you looking forward to beyond the event on Sunday? Uh, we've got the Rift Tracks uh, summer spec uh, project. They started their Kickstarter. That's in the works now. I have a mm -hmm. feeling that they're going to be doing a lot of stuff as long as people are stuck inside. And digital entertainment is very convenient right now. Right. I imagine they will. And uh, the, those guys... Uh, the Rift Tracks guys, they are so savvy on all that uh, electronic stuff. They've <laughs> they've gone through the ringer so, and they come out the other side. Uh, they, I remember a couple of first well, their first one or two uh, uh, attempts at uh, like a live internet uh, streaming thing, and uh, mm -hmm. the whole thing crashed. Yeah, uh, because, they, because basically none of those people on in any of the uh, groups uh, fully gets how many fans there are how many people they really who really want to go in there and mm -hmm. they set something up and the capacity just it just goes over because the, the people you know they just they want to see it and they mm -hmm. want to know about it and uh the capacity crashes although the last couple of times they've done something the streaming thing it's been it's worked beautifully i think mm -hmm. they finally figured it out I had a, an issue going to a theater for Birdemic a couple of years back now. Um, I don't know. If, I don't think that was the last one. I think I saw one after that and it went fine. Uh, really, just for reliability reasons, I really just like downloading and watching on my own equipment. It just there's less to go wrong. Right. Um, the, the, the actual uh, live shows, the actual Rift Tracks li uh, live shows, um, uh, I, I, have, I have yet to go to uh, a... Uh, a show that had a problem that some kind of mm -hmm. that was some kind of terrible problem uh but i hear i hear almost every time somebody says sound was out for 40 minutes you know i guess because yep. i we always put a, a blank uh uh, uh 
uh, topic up on the site to just to have people give their reactions and say how many people were in the theater and okay. that kind of thing. Uh, and I mean, there's always somebody, you know, and it's it's usually the the local theater's fault. It's usually not Rift Tracks's fault. No, and that's that's very true. I I kind of got that impression. Um, and the theater has since changed hands, so I don't want to name which one it was because it's not the new owner's fault that it happened, and I don't want to tar them. But yeah, it was a bummer because they were the sound didn't work, and then they were kind of apprehensive about giving us a refund. And I'm like, look, okay, I can't hear the movie. This is kind of a cut and dry situation. Yeah, yeah, uh, the, the, yeah. I, the, that's the worst part. Is the, and usually it's what you get is uh, some flunky at a lower level and you've got to say let me talk to your manager and say it about three times until uh till you get up high enough to somebody who's gonna who's gonna go customers always right give them their money back and i don't don't mean to get dogged down that but the, the point is i'm just glad that there's a lot of different options for streaming and for downloading sure. they've worked that out very well yes they have and it's a, it's they're doing a great job it's a lot of fun uh they kind of got off the rift tracks guys kind of got off the uh, something new every week thing that they were th- doing for a while, but they, they are, uh, it sounds like a real ambitious summer. And uh, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to a chance to see them again. They're always fun, always funny. I always end up with laugh stomach at the end of the uh, <laughs> evening. There's uh, their choices of shorts. I've noticed have not been, I mean, they've been fantastic. I thought after doing this for over 10 years, they would run out of material. It's they're not even close. They're cranking There's them a, out. Yeah. They um, really are. There really are a bunch of them out there. It's amazing. I mean, the 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 uh, um, the uh, the people who who did those two or three, the Centron and a couple of the others that, uh, of those, um, they were cranking them out for about 15 mm-hmm. years and like one a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's. Still plenty to plenty to go. And there's uh, the new one they put out a couple weeks back. Uh, the Kids Guide to the Internet is is a gem because now that's something that the millennials or the very very late Gen Xers can appreciate because that really was aimed at them. Right. Yeah, lots I'm, of fun and and the seriousness that is always that what's that always works best is when something is as completely serious and. Uh, not even trying to be funny or trying to do anything that those are, those are the things that work the best as far as, uh, or as getting good laughs out of them. They, they, I love how they prop the mom up at the very beginning of that one. And she's supposed to have this big role, which she does it. I mean, she has like two lines in the whole video and she, her thing at the end is, and I'll teach you how to put restrictions on the computer. So your kids don't, kids don't spend all the time playing games. Yeah. Cause that was the big worry. Right. They were going to play yeah, games. Yeah. That's what you don't want playing games. right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, three years after having the internet in your home, every mom in the world was like, Oh, Tommy's only playing doom. We're cool. Yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, uh, chatting on AOL, which is how yeah. I, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, when I would talk about having the, the film strips in school, we, we could tell that this was a relic of the past. It was du- they would dust it off for us. Um, it barely worked at that point. This was something that was like we made this just for you, and even at the time, it was ridiculous. Yeah, wasn't it, wasn't it great when you when the projector came into the classroom and you knew you were gonna get they're gonna turn the lights off and you can kind of doze and mm-hmm. uh, 
uh, and they weren't going to test you on it when you uh, when it was done. Mm-hmm. Perfect. <laughs> and it was ridiculous because even the teacher was like, "I don't even care." Just yeah, right. Twenty five minutes to myself here. They're in the back smoking like like, uh, <laughs> like the Simpsons. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. The Simpsons and MST3K are a great companion shows, too. They kind of have the same outlook on life. Yeah. Well, through season 12, after that, I have I have problems. But uh, Fair enough. Fair enough. That's what, my what, dividing line. I kind of go up to about season 18 before I realize, yeah, this isn't quite the show I remember. Right. I, I actually used to make fun of the people who were, uh, you know, zombie Simpsons. Uh, I used to have a, a you know a problem with that. I really thought it was as good as ever, and then I kind of stopped thinking that. Mm-hmm. And... Hey, I'm convinced that's a show that is. It's almost the anti MST3K in that MST3K keeps getting canceled before its time. Simpsons, it's like nobody wants to admit it's the time to let it go. Yeah, it's it's like become a TV tradition that we have to uphold, like Arbor Day. <laughs> that when that, did Arbor Day go by already? Uh, that, that's uh, we may have missed it. Uh, yeah. we don't watch The Simpsons, but we need to know it's on Sunday night. It, it has to be on the schedule. Well, that's the, I think to to me that uh, goes for Saturday Night Live too. That's yeah, kind of, very much so. It's, uh, it's time to let go. Yeah, I, I, I was always amazed that I went to a, a school with a very strong theater program, and all the theater majors like. I really want to be on SNL. I have that kind of talent. I'm like, thousands of people want to be on this show. Six people watch it. <laughs> right. Well, it's 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 gotten it's gotten a little better as far as that goes, but as far as re- viewership goes, but it hasn't. Uh, I don't think it's gotten funnier uh, nah. than the first few. I think the last time I was paying attention to Saturday Night Live, uh, Billy Crystal was on it. it tells you how. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I will every once in a while. Uh, skim YouTube and check to see if they've made a new Celebrity Jeopardy, and that's the uh, extent of my actually watching Saturday Night Live. I was like, okay, about every four months or so, I get a new one. That that's about it. The, the other thing about that is that uh, uh, Saturday night I wasn't watching Saturday Night Live because on Saturday nights I was part of a riffing group that uh, we we would get together in either first it was an AOL uh, chat room and then later it was an IRC chat room and. Uh, we would watch whatever was on Turner Classic Movies because it had there were no commercials and and it was funny. Uh, they often showed kind of wacky, strange movies at late on Saturday nights at about ten or eleven o'clock. They would show oddball movies, you know, Doctor uh, something in his bikini machine, stuff like that. They were just uh, perfect for riffing, mm-hmm. and uh, and I I did that for about ten years or, or more. Uh, every Saturday night, so I miss Saturday Night Live. I did that. that I was I was busy uh, making my own fun, and that sounds pretty awesome. That that was the, it. Was a good time. Yeah, that's the creative spirit right there. Yeah, well, Chris, again, it's a, a collaborative, and it, that, that's something I enjoy very much is collaboration. And any comedy troupe will tell you what really makes it work is the camaraderie. It's, yes. it's a bunch of people who get along. Have I very, very seldom hear about any comic group where it's like, yeah, they were all assholes. We hated working together. It's like you can't do that, or at least yeah. it's very rare to be able to write jokes for years on end with somebody you don't like. Right. 
And well, yet it's been done. Yeah, it has happened. I'm not saying it hasn't, but it's it, it tends to not work as well. Right. Oh, Chris, uh, I'm having some bandwidth issues here, and you're breaking up, so I want to quit while we're ahead here. Okay. Um, so, talking uh, to you. nice talking to you. I will put the website on there. Uh, where else can people get a hold of you? Uh, my uh, email is msampo at aol.com. If you, ever, if you need uh, uh, to ask me to answer any questions or you have any issues, let me know. Uh, other than that, uh, mst3kinfo.com. That's it. All right. Well, thank you, good sir. We'll hope to talk to you again real soon. Okay. Take good care. Okay, bye-bye. I would like to thank Chris for being my guest today, and I would like to thank you for listening. To keep building the community of our show, I might ask this of you. And remember, my community building tips are things that cost you nothing and take less than five minutes. What I might suggest is texting the link to this show to a friend who might enjoy it. And whether you're listening to it on YouTube or whether you're listening to the audio version... Almost all those apps have a share button, so all you have to do is push that and then enter in somebody from your contact list who might appreciate it. And if you haven't subscribed to the show through iTunes or Stitcher or Podbean, go ahead and do that. I really appreciate it. You can hear our show on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, all the major podcasting platforms, as well as YouTube, and we are syndicated on Realm of the Mist. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next time.